Okay, uh, thank you uh, for joining me here today. Uh, last night, I had a respectful and diplomatic conversation with the new uh, Premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney, and we agreed that we need to keep lines of communication open. He did advise me that they were going to proceed with enacting and proclaiming Bill 12, their bill to restrict the flow of oil and gas products to British Columbia. He said that he had no plans to use the bill, but felt as it was a key election commitment that he would proceed with it. Regardless, uh, our lawyers today filed two actions in court to strike down the bill because we believe it's unconstitutional. Again, if there's no intent to use it, this is not, a, I believe, a provocative action, but one to safeguard the interests of British Columbia in the long term. Uh, during the call with the Premier, I, I made it clear to him that my job, as is his, is to protect and defend the interests of the province that I represent. And I fully intend to continue to do that, and I expect him to do the same. When it comes to the issues of issuing permits for the TMX project, of the 1,182 permits required, British Columbia has issued 309 and will continue to do so as the applications come forward. At no time over the past two years have we uh, disrupted or delayed the permitting process in any way beyond those delays that would be required to protect the interests of British Columbia. From the beginning, I have been using uh, existing court actions to ensure that British Columbia's interests are protected, and we've also started a reference case, not unlike the reference cases started by Ontario and Saskatchewan against the federal government. In this case, it was our desire to assert jurisdiction, not unlike Saskatchewan and Ontario, and we will proceed with that at this time. I am heartened by uh, uh, Premier Kenny's openness to dialogue. We hope to meet uh, sometime in the next 30 days face-to-face, we will, of course, be seeing each other at the Western Premier's Conference in June and, of course, the Council of the Federation in July. And I'm happy to take any questions you may have. Okay, we're going to can you explain, what is the fundamental difference in principle between you being in court on two cases? One, arguing that Alberta does not have the right to restrict the flow of one fuel product, and you arguing also in a separate case that your government has the right to restrict the, f the flow of a fuel product, albeit different products, one's heavy crude, one's not. But isn't that a sort of a contradictory situation? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, what we're in court doing is asserting our right to regulate products that move within British Columbia, not just by pipeline but by rail, by other mechanisms. And I believe that's in the interest of our uh, marine environment, our natural environment, that British Columbia would have a say what comes in and what goes out. With respect to the uh, action by the Alberta government, it is to uh, impair trade between two jurisdictions. So it's a trade question in the case of uh, Alberta and British Columbia with Bill 12, and it's a jurisdictional uh, environmental protection issue in our case. And again, not unlike, as I say, Ontario and Saskatchewan saying we have the right to assert in this area it wasn't contemplated in 1867, and we should contemplate it today. And at his news conference this morning, Jason Kenney uh, linked the price of gas at the pump to an expanded pipeline, I suppose arguing that the bitumen that's currently in the pipeline would be moved to a second pipeline, therefore increasing capacity for more refined fuel to the lower mainline and therefore lower costs. What's your take on that? Well, we did talk about that very briefly. Uh, I know that looking at the materials that were put before the National Energy Board, uh, the TMX proposal, did not contemplate increasing refined product in any way. In fact, uh, quite the opposite. Uh, the documents demonstrate that the refined amount is about 55,000 barrels a day today. Uh, the capacity is 60,000 barrels at uh, 
at uh, the Parkland facility. But if you look at the data from 2017 and 2018, the amount of refined product coming through the existing pipe was, was 37%. Uh, 54% of that heavy oil was going to Washington State, and 9% was exported. Last year, those numbers of export jumped from 9% to 21%, knocking down refined product from 37% to 27%. So there is less refined product coming into the Lower Mainland now with the existing pipeline, and no commitment from TMX to do something about that with the twinning of the pipeline. I've reached out again to the Prime Minister today, I hope to talk to him before uh, nightfall, about what the new owners of that pipeline can do about relieving pressure here in the Lower Mainland. I can't rationalize the outrageous spike in prices here relative to other jurisdictions beyond what I've said several times, a lack of supply. Now, if the federal government, the owner of the pipeline, uh, certainly could uh, direct that light oil that could be refined at Parkland or a refined product could replace the diluted bitumen that currently is thwarting our efforts to get more gas into the lower mainland. I'm hopeful that the federal government, if they see this as a project in the national interest, will also see a national interest in making rational pricing in the lower mainland when it comes to retail gasoline. Premier Kenny also seemed to be taking the same line as the B.C. Liberals' uh, opposition here, which is that you are entirely responsible for what's happening at the, at the pumps in places like Vancouver and Victoria. Um, and I'm just wondering, how much of that do you bear in terms of your responsibility? Do you, are you to blame for what's happening? Well, here? I mean, obviously it's the role of the, federal, uh, the, the opposition to blame someone. They never would take responsibility for 16 years of allowing a situation where refined product in the Lower Mainland got to the point that it is 27% of that that's coming in from Alberta. Uh, someone's responsible for that, I suppose. But the traveling public cares not whose fingers pointing where. They want prices to come down. And I'm trying to take steps, um, working with the, fed- the owners of the pipeline, the federal government, to try and see some way that we can reduce the export of diluted bitumen and increase refined product coming into the Lower Mainland. That will help stabilize prices as other refining capacity comes back on stream. And, and you, Don Wright is doing some work for you. Have yes. you got a timeline, and when do you expect to see some recommendations for Well, he's, Don's going to put some options before me. We talk every day, uh, d- data on the refined product coming into the Lower Mainland, for example, I was unaware of uh, until last night, and I'm sharing that with the public through you. Uh, and it's, it's undeniable that there's more bitumen coming in and less refined product uh, coming in, and the consequence of that is prices are going up. Is that the basis for moving forward on this? Uh, if the Prime Minister or the owner of the pipeline were to agree that first priority is addressing shortage of refined product in BC, moving that through the pipeline first, is that the basis for you maybe changing your mind about supporting expansion of the pipeline? I've said all along that I didn't believe that Burrard Inlet, the center of uh, the largest metropolitan area in British Columbia, should be. Uh, a terminus point for the export of diluted bitumen. With uh, the uncertainties about what uh, reaction diluted bitumen would have in a marine environment, that's still unclear. I think more work needs to be done on the marine protection side. I've made that clear to the Prime Minister. They're working on that. They did come back to look at, obviously, the inadequacy of their consultation with Indigenous peoples and also the absence of any uh, review of what the marine consequences would be. I think that was inadequate, but... um, it's a start. 
And uh, on what goes through the pipeline, obviously, if we're bringing refined product into the lower mainland, that allows us to relieve prices for citizens. And that's not just a provincial objective. That should be a national objective as well. So you want the federal government to do that, but you're not saying, and in return, what will you do? I think that uh, I didn't come out to negotiate uh, today with uh, anyone. I came out to do as I've been doing since I was sworn in, uh, to say to those who want to uh, turn uh, Burrard Inlet into an export terminus exclusively, uh, that that's not something that's in the interest of British Columbia. If there are other issues that we can talk about usefully, I made that uh, overture to the new Premier. Uh, he graciously accepted that. I've talked regularly to the Prime Minister about this. So uh, I think there is an opportunity for the three uh, governments to find a way forward. But there is a lot of work to do. And what we're focused on right now is the unacceptably high retail price for gasoline in the Lower Mainland. And that problem needs to be resolved, and we all need to work on that together. Uh, Mr. Kenny expressed uh, uh, some concern about that for the traveling public. Uh, I'm hopeful uh, by not uh, and not uh, implementing the elements of Bill 12, as he said he would not, uh, that we're in a better place than we would have been perhaps uh, when you were asking me these questions when they were in the heat of an election campaign. Premier, um, I'm just wondering, um, with these threats from Premier Kenny, um, quite a bit of the fuel through a spur line heads down to Washington State. Is there concern over some of this rhetoric that we could fig uh, tr this could trigger um, a cross-border trade war? Well, we've got no shortage of those now. <laughs> Before Mr. Kenny showed up, we have uh, uh, what I believe to be unlawful tariffs on aluminum, uh, on steel, the softwood lumber dispute carries on again. It's like uh, part 10 of the most uh, awful uh, play running on Broadway. We continue to not be able to access uh, U.S. markets with our uh, lumber products that are in high demand in the United States. Uh, so uh, I don't know if this adds to an already troubled relationship when it comes to trade. Uh, at the same time, uh, I, I have developed a positive working relationship with uh, Governor Inslee. I think that that's in the interest of British Columbians. The leader of the opposition disagrees with that. Uh, he, wants, uh, he wants peace in some days and war in other days. So I believe the best way forward is to be reasonable every day uh, to anyone you're dealing with, and hopefully we'll find a place where we can uh, come to an agreement that will see uh, the cost go down here or at more access to refined products so the cost will go down here. Premier, you mentioned off the top that BC has launched two actions in court. Could you detail what those are specifically in regards to um, injunction? Are we talking about the constitutional challenge? Both. And uh, best to ask uh, Minister Eby. He'd be happy to talk to you about that before the end of the day. I'm sure you'll be able to get him before question period. But the details uh, were, were made uh, known to me this morning uh, when the action was taken, and he would be able to give you a better answer than I could. Anything else? On, well, you got me? No? Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering, um, you said you had a conversation last night with Premier Kenny, and he yep. described it as respectful as well, too. But then again this morning, he was slagging off BC a bit in terms of the permit. I'm just wondering, are you well, concerned? That, 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 that's not correct. Oh, sorry, Mary, you finish your question. I just in terms of, you know, BC is being obstructionist in terms of the permits. Um, you know, it's your fault for the price of gas. I'm just wondering, yep. you know, is this sort of rhetoric useful? Uh, well, again, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm confident that we'll be able to work together on those issues that we agree on. Similarly with uh, former Premier Notley. I mean, uh, there was much to be said about two old friends disagreeing, 
But at the end of the day, her responsibility, as with Mr. Kenny, is to protect and defend the interests of Alberta. Mine are to protect the interests of British Columbia, and I'll continue to do that. Uh, rhetoric is rhetoric. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, I don't just hear it in question period. I hear it uh, on my morning news broadcasts uh, from Alberta. But I, the conversation was quite cordial. We had some, uh, some good laughs. Uh, he's got a sense of humor. That uh, puts us in a good spot right off the bat. And uh, he is a, a seasoned and accomplished politician at the federal level. Uh, he worked very hard to ascend uh, to the position he's in now, and I don't believe he did so just to be uh, combative. I think he did so to, to advance uh, national interests and Alberta interests, and I'm hopeful that we can find a way that we can do that together. Hi. I'm not going to look at you, Mike, because then these guys get my okay. ear. You okay with that? Sure. Okay. Um, you said during the election that you would use every tool in the toolbox to oppose the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Is that still your commitment to British Columbians? Uh, we said during the campaign that we didn't believe that, uh, as I said at the start, uh, Mike, that a, 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 an export terminus for diluted bitumen in the lower mainland uh, made sense. Uh, when the initial pipeline was built in the 1950s, it might have made sense. I'm not certain it makes sense in 2019, 2020. When it came to uh, looking at our legal position, uh, this has, uh, again, been well canvassed. Uh, Minister Heyman has uh, been answering these questions for almost two years now. Uh, we looked at what tools we did have, and we, uh, made, we agreed as a cabinet that thwarting uh, permits is not the way forward if they are uh, permits that are required and legal. Uh, there are examples through BC history, one that springs to mind that all of you, or many of you, I know you did, Mike and, and Vaughn, uh, covered at, at the time was the boss power question, where uh, applications were made, uh, government interfered with statutory decision makers, and the taxpayers wrote $40 million. I have tried from the day I was sworn in to not incur legal costs to the province. There may be issues that we could quibble about on that, but it seems to me that I'm not doing anyone a favor by being belligerent and leading to lawsuits that will complicate the lives of British Columbians. So we are going to do what we can within uh, our jurisdiction to protect BC's interest, and there are tools in that toolbox, and as they're required, uh, we'll use them. What are the, uh, what are the other... As they're required, we'll use them. Uh, you've got a, a reference case at the BC Court of Appeal yeah. right now. Depending on the outcome of that, like, if that doesn't go your way, what would... What's your next card you're going to play? Well, again, uh, when you're playing poker, you should keep your cards in your hand, so you need to play them. Mike, if I showed you what I had, you'd write the story and need nothing else to do tomorrow. So I think we'll just keep it going. Okay, we're going to do Binder, Um, Premier, a couple of weeks ago, um, Jason Kenney hinted that uh, there could be some room for cooperation on uh, LNG projects. Do you see a role for Alberta there? Uh, Alberta has uh, an enormous amount of uh, natural gas, as does British Columbia. Uh, it's all located, by and large, in the same area, and uh, there's obviously opportunities to cooperate there. We, have, we believe that uh, the, the joint venture partners are looking ex almost exclusively at BC gas because of its abundance, because of its proximity uh, to the coast uh, once uh, all of the other works are done. Uh, but I'm not opposed at all to working with uh, other provinces uh, to advance our mutual interests, and LNG may well be one of those. What's your message to drivers who are worried hearing about this turn, turn off the tax legislation uh, being enacted? 
what's your yeah. message to them if they're worried about their gas prices going up even further? Yeah, well, uh, my message to them is I'm worried about it too. And uh, the traveling public lives in my constituency. My community is as unhappy and uncomfortable with these prices when they compare them to other parts of BC and other parts of Canada. And we're doing everything we can to try and get those prices down. But as everyone will acknowledge, it's a complicated uh, issue. It's not something that can be resolved with the waving of a wand. We need more gasoline to meet the demand in the marketplace. And it's ironic that the uh, official opposition who profess to be uh, free market disciples seem to think that the free market doesn't actually work when it comes to gasoline. So we're going to try our level best to bring these costs down. I've said uh, uh, and I will say directly to the Prime Minister, but I've said to his people today, that uh, you own the pipeline. Get some gasoline into that pipeline so that we can relieve pressure in the lower mainland. That can be an immediate fix. Uh, well, immediate as much as you can be immediate in these matters. There's not a lot of supply in Alberta, but they do have, uh, I believe, space to bring more light oil into the refining uh, capacity of the Parkland facility, and that would at least help in some small measure. As other uh, refineries that do service the market come back on stream, that will help as well. But uh, again, the, the, the p- traveling public has to have confidence that I'm going to be defending their interest against uh, provocative actions by Alberta. But I will say uh, that uh, Premier Kenny uh, did not uh, make any threats of any kind. We had a diplomatic and courteous conversation last night. Uh, sprinkled with some humor and some hope for the future. And I, I'm confident that, uh, that we can get these prices down, but we need cooperation from Ottawa and we do not need provocative action from our neighbours. My, my question is kind of similar to Binder's, but now that this has gone to court, what, what, what should business in, in British Columbia be thinking and, and also the motorists about, about rising fuel costs, about lack of supply, just it, it, just everything kind of going out of whack for yeah. the next little while. Well, I, I think, uh, I mean, we've, I've had some of the most capable people in the province of British Columbia's government looking at these issues intensely for the past uh, 30 days. And uh, coming back with solutions has been difficult. But we have to keep at it. We have to keep working every day to make sure that we're not leaving any stone unturned to try and relieve the pressure that uh, consumers are seeing right now. But most analysts uh, will tell you that... It's uh, a variety of factors, virtually all of them out of our control. So what have we done to make life better for the traveling public? We reduced tolls on the bridges in the lower mainland. That is something within my control, something that I could do to help people right away. Eliminating medical services premiums, something I could do, putting money right back into people's pockets. Um, The uh, living wage report, I believe, is out today. And for the first time in recent memory, the living wage requirement in the Lower Mainland is dropping, and it's dropping because we're providing accessible, quality, affordable childcare for people. So we're trying on a whole range of fronts to reduce costs on people, and the gas price thing comes whack in the middle of that, and there's very little control I have over that beyond those. Uh, uh, I mean, people like to go quickly to taxes, but you don't see a 40-cent increase in a liter of gasoline over three months because of a one-cent increase in the gas tax. And I think most people get that. There's a market distortion here. We need to find a way to fix it. And that's going to require a whole lot of effort by a whole lot of people. Uh, Premier, yeah, I guess um, it seems as though Premier Kenny is linking the high price of gas here with obstructing twinning of the pipeline. Do you, do you think that message is going to resonate with well, not, not if you tell Not if you tell your, your viewers the truth. And the truth is we haven't been frustrating uh, permits. 
So I'll put that right back to you, man. Uh, I've told you the, the facts. Uh, Mr. Kenny, who's been on the job for a day and is just decompressing from the high rhetoric of campaigns, is saying something that's not correct. And if you asked uh, Ian Anderson, the former CEO of uh, Kinder Morgan, he will tell you, as he has in the past, and that's uh, some of you have written it, uh, that we were not thwarting permits in any way. And we were in existing court cases, and we launched a reference case to protect our jurisdiction. So uh, I would say, how do I uh, uh, relieve the public's concern about this? Tell them what I just said. Just wondering about, I spoke to a constitutional lawyer this morning, who you'll probably be happy to hear said both court cases by B.C.'s government uh, he expected would prevail, yeah. assuming that's correct. I, is, that's that's uh, my advice as well. Okay. Is Premier Kinney just blustering? Uh, again, I don't want to start, uh, and I appreciate the question, and I, and I uh, get both questions, uh, but I don't want to start on a bad foot with uh, the new Premier. I want to work with him uh, to the best of my ability, as I tried uh, to the best of my ability with the former Premier. I, I've tried not to be provocative. I've tried not to elevate the rhetoric, and, and I think that that's what most people would prefer to see. Figure it out, you guys. We, we pay you good money. We send you to do these jobs. Do your job. And that's what I'll try to do. Uh, Premier, just trying to tie some of your answers together and make sure I'm not kind of mischaracterizing it. Um, Thank you. You're talking about a path forward. You're talking about speaking to the Prime Minister on more refined gasoline in the yeah. pipeline that they own and getting more to British Columbia while not having uh, as much diluted bitumen and export tankers on the coast. And then a path forward for all three governments. So is the path, are you suggesting... The path forward is, a, is some type of commitment from Ottawa for more gasoline and expanded pipeline and less diluted bitumen, and that that path forward is something BC wants to explore in exchange for being more supportive of the pipeline? What I genuinely believe, Rob, is that this reboot in Alberta, for better or good, uh, or for better or worse, a new government, new people coming with new eyes, as we did in 2017. Uh, the federal government in a different position looking at the back end of a mandate rather than the front end of a mandate maybe complicates that for the federal government, but they are the ones that dove in with both feet into this debate by purchasing the pipeline. They are the owners of the uh, infrastructure that is declining in value to British Columbians, increasing in value to those who want to export diluted bitumen. I don't see how that is a sustainable position going into an election campaign, and I'm hopeful that they will understand that they're first course of action should be to try and get more refined product into the lower mainland. But I think we also have to have the same facts on the table between the three governments and with the traveling public as well. And that is uh, difficult to get a grasp on, as you all know, who have been covering this for the past couple of weeks. You, you report on the experts that you speak to. You report on the, the cut and thrust of political debate. Uh, Mr. Wilkinson's concerned about performance. I'm concerned about the traveling public. I'm concerned about people. And we've been reducing costs in a whole range of areas. And this one area that we have little or no control, sadly, is uh, the one that's staring everyone in the face, and they see it every time they pull up to a pump. And we need to do something about that. I understand that. And I believe the best way is to have shared facts. What is the uh, complement of, uh, of batching coming from Alberta that will best meet the needs of British Columbia. That's in the national interest, in my opinion, uh, and I hope that it's the same view of the Prime Minister. I'm just trying to get a sense, though, of whether 
a, a twinned pipeline that reduces the idea of diluted bitumen and tankers on the coast. That's not the and current. That's, that's right. Yeah, I know. But that's the, the if if BC can negotiate that position from Ottawa, uh, reduce tankers, reduce dilbits, and expand refined gasoline. Is that a path forward to BC supporting a twin pipeline? I'm just glad I didn't put all my cards on the table as Mike asked, or I, you would be looking at them and you wouldn't have answered the asked me the question. We're going to sit down with people and work out what's in the best interest of all parties. That's what uh, negotiations should uh, should be about. And I believe that uh, a new government in Alberta is an opportunity for a new beginning in that relationship. Uh, it's regrettable that the Bill 12 was available. It's regrettable that the Premier felt he had to enact it. Uh, but again, I have no problem with that. He said he would do it, and he did. And I think most people prefer to have politicians that say things and then do them. Uh, I've said repeatedly that I want to protect BC's interests, our marine environment, uh, making sure that Indigenous rights are respected. We're well on the way to doing that, uh, but there's uh, a bit more road to go yet. Happy five-year anniversary as the leader of the NDP. Uh, yeah. I'm going to change topics here. Uh, I know you've been busy over the last uh, five years, 12, 24 hours. Oh, uh, Global has a new story out on uh, money laundering, yeah. uh, saying that it started uh, when the NDP was in power. Uh, do you feel like there was responsibility from the previous NDP government, one that you were a staff member in, in terms of opening the doors up that allowed widespread money laundering in this province? I haven't, I haven't seen the report uh, by the uh, Global Reporter. Uh, I'll take a look at that as the day unfolds. I've had these other issues top of mind. Uh, we have received uh, two reports now, one from Mr. German and one from Ms. Maloney. Uh, government is reviewing those, and we'll be taking action in the short term on those reports, and there'll be more to say on that. Uh, with respect to uh, when did it start, uh, I mean, you could, if you, you could make the argument that when uh, uh, Bill Bennett brought in Go, uh, Go BC grants uh, through uh, bingo halls, that that could have been the beginning of money laundering. I, I think that uh, what we need to do is stamp it out. Uh, we've taken steps based on uh, Peter German's first report to clean up the casino sector, uh, but there's much more work to do, and I just don't know what the value is of going back uh, two, three decades, or two decades in this case, and saying, hey, that's where it started. I mean, every tree starts with an acorn if it's an oak tree, but if it's a maple tree, it starts with something else. So, As you know from what you've heard, no <laughs> doubt from constituents. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of focused on forestry. If you've got forestry <laughs> questions. Uh, there is huge um, thirst from people out in the public, as you've heard from constituents and yeah. as you're hearing in Cabinet, to find out why this happened, how it happened. So you say, oh, mate, there's no point in going back two decades, but the public wants accountability yes. in terms of what happened. So are there significant questions in your mind about decisions that were made then and whether that accountability will be found going back as far as it needs to go to figure out how this started? Well, I, I agree with you, and I don't want to be uh, dismissive of the question or dismissive of the work, the good work uh, that's been done on this file by uh, those independent reports that have been done, as well as the reportage from the media to keep this uh, very much in the public mind. And I'm not, uh, I'm not oblivious to that, and we have a plan going forward. We're working on that, and we'll have more to say about the, the terms of that uh, in the weeks ahead. But uh, I, I, I take the question that it, we need to know when it started, but more importantly, I think, for the public, they want us to make sure that we're putting in place measures to stamp it out. And that requires, again, cooperation with the federal government. Uh, Minister Blair has been working with Minister Eby uh, and Minister Farnworth uh, very cooperatively to this point in time. Uh, again, it's regrettable that the uh, federal election is looming, but 
government still has, the federal government still has its responsibilities. I'm sure they'll discharge them. We want to see accountability and consequences for the actions. And the, the absence of, of prosecutions has been a big, big issue. And, and that really is what upset the apple cart in our terms of what do we need to do as a government uh, last fall when the, the prosecutions were thrown out that we expected to see that, that would lead to convictions. Happy anniversary. It doesn't seem like five years, does it? <laughs> Walk away from the microphone.